The Colorado Supreme Court last night ruled that Donald Trump's engagement in insurrection on January 6 disqualifies him for the presidency. The Colorado judges said Trump should not be on any state ballots because of the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, which reads in part, quote, no person shall hold any office who, having previously taken an oath, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion, unquote. Now, the Trump campaign says it will appeal this decision to the U.S. Supreme Court. That's a move that we're expecting rather quickly. There are great constitutional scholars, including Michael Ludig, a retired conservative judge that we will hear from in the next hour, who says that this ruling is constitutionally sound, but there are others who disagree. And there are, of course, serious questions about the consequences of such a decision and what kind of precedent it might set. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is already suggesting that some states could remove Joe Biden from the ballot over the crisis at the southern border. And one thing we have learned about Washington, D.C. is that once a norm is shattered and a new precedent is set, there tends to be no going back. The reality is Donald Trump has not been found guilty in a court of law yet of anything related to January 6th. And there are no details in the U.S. Constitution about what it means to be engaged in an insurrection or how such a ban should be enforced. While we wait for this court, why we wait for this case to officially make it to the U.S. Supreme Court, it has already, of course, become a central focus on the campaign trail, as Trump's Republican opponents have, not surprisingly, rushed to his defense. Somebody's convicted or something of, of some of these things. There was no trial on any of this. They basically just said, what, you can't be on the ballot? I mean, how does that work? I will beat him fair and square. We don't need to have judges making these decisions. We need voters to have make these decisions. I do not believe Donald Trump should be prevented from being president of the United States by any court. I think he should be prevented from being president of the United States by the voters of this country. Asked about the case today, President Biden said he will let the courts decide if Trump ultimately makes it onto the Colorado ba ballot. And yet... Is Trump an insurrectionist, sir? Well, I think certainly they're self-evident. You saw it all. Now, whether the 14th Amendment applies, I'll let the court make that decision. But he certainly supported an insurrection. No question about it. None. Zero. Now, we should note this is not the only Supreme Court case, U.S. Supreme Court, that could dramatically impact the upcoming election. This afternoon, the Trump team asked the U.S. Supreme Court to reject the request from Special Counsel Jack Smith, who had asked the justices to expedite and quickly rule on whether Donald Trump is immune from prosecution for the alleged crimes he committed while he was president. We're going to cover all of this on the lead today, starting with my very first guest, who served as the top law enforcement officer under Donald Trump and then famously uh, broke with him over the election lies with me now in studio, former Attorney General Bill Barr. Thank you so much for being here, General Barr. Um, be here, Jay. What's your initial reaction? Well, uh, as you know, I, I strongly oppose Donald Trump for the Republican nomination. But uh, I think that this case is, is legally wrong and untenable. Uh, and I think this kind of action of stretching the law, taking these hyper-aggressive positions to try to uh, knock Trump out of the race uh, are counterproductive. They backfire. As you know, uh, he, he uh, feeds on grievance, just like a fire feeds on oxygen. And this is going to end up as a grievance that helps him. So the Colorado Supreme Court made its ruling based in part on the district court in Denver. And the district court found uh, that Trump did engage in insurrection. And this is what they said. Trump acted with the specific intent to incite political violence and directed at the Capitol with the purpose of disrupting the electoral certification. When the violence began, he took no effective action, disregarded repeated calls to intervene, 
and pressured colleagues to delay the certification. The court finds that the language Trump used throughout January 6, 2021, was likely to incite imminent violence, and therefore that, that petitioners have established that Trump engaged in an insurrection on January 6, 2021 through incitement, and that the First Amendment does not protect Trump's speech. Beyond the, the decision by the Colorado Supreme Court, do you disagree with any of that? I disagree with the court's uh, ability to make those findings. The core problem here is the denial of due process. Uh, in, to deprive somebody of the right to hold public office requires due process. It requires an adjudication of two core issues. One, was there an insurrection? Uh, did the public disturbance rise to the level of an insurrection? And, and second, what was the role of the, of the individual in there? Was it engagement? Did they do something to break their oath of office? Those are, those are complicated facts, and this was denied due process. Uh, it was a five-day hearing. Uh, there was no jury. It was before the judge. Uh, they, they were not able to subpoena witnesses and compel the attendance of, of witnesses. They relied on uh, you know, the hearings, the January 6th committee hearings, which is mostly hearsay. There's no, there was no right to cross-examine during those hearings and so forth. So all the, as, as the dissent said, and by the way, the, the three Democratic ju uh, justices who dissented, their opinions, I think, are masterful. And as they pointed out, they said, you know, the process here was a procedural Frankenstein. So I, I'm sure that if uh, your friend Liz Cheney were here, she would say that the January 6th hearings was not mostly hearsay. It was mostly witness testimony. But beyond that, um, well, let me, let me ask you first. First of all, let me just ask you, as a D.C. legal hand, how do you think the U.S. Supreme Court is going to go with this? Do you think they're going to take it up and, and, and rule against it? What, what's your guess, best guess? Well, I think if they take it up, they're going to slap it down very quickly. And I hope they do take it up quickly and slap it down, because otherwise he could be left off the ballot uh, in, in this primary. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you're not even saying that you disagree necessarily with what the district court and then the Colorado Supreme Court found in terms of insurrection. You just think it's the wrong process. You think they're like, for instance, Jack Smith's trial, uh, although he's not actually charged the president right. with insurrection. Yeah, the important, the, legally, the real, the, the denial of due process is fatal here. But as, as you alluded to in your opening comments, the 14th Amendment uh, is not something that can be applied willy-nilly by the states through sort of ad hoc proceedings. It, it was contemplated that the federal government set up the enforcement mechanism, so you have some standard you know, what is the proof that's required? What is the procedure that is required? And hopefully some adumbration of what exactly uh, the uh, insurrection is. Now, we're going to have those issues addressed. Yeah. Now, he hasn't charged, uh, Jack Smith has not charged the president. The federal investigation has not charged uh, President Trump with insurrection or incitement. And, uh, but we're, that's a trial that's going to take place with due process, and it's going to get into all these issues. What was his state of mind? What right. were his actions? That is the kind of proceeding where these things could be established. Would Jack Smith's case be relevant to a 14th Amendment challenge? In other words, even though Trump is not being cha uh, charged with insurrection or inciting an insurrection in that case, if Trump were to be found guilty, and that's a, who knows what's going to happen, but if that were to happen, would that be grounds for a 14th Amendment challenge in a state, do you think? Well, I'm sure it, it could prompt that. But my own view of it is that the federal government, the, the mechanism that's in place is charging him 
with insurrection or rebellion. And, there is a, and, and Congress did pass that after the 14th Amendment. Congress passed two laws that were meant to implement it. One was the ability to remove someone from office, and that was passed in 1870, and it was uh, done away with in 1948. And the other was making it a crime uh, to, to uh, breach, your, uh, breach your oath and then hold another office. So uh, to, to, engage, no, to engage in rebellion and insurrection. And I think that's what would be required at this stage. Do you think there is a case to be made to charge Donald Trump with uh, insurrection or inciting an insurrection? I haven't, I haven't seen the evidence that I think would support that charge, uh, but I, I think it would be interesting to let the January 6th case go forward and see what the evidence is. David, let's talk about the politics of this for one second, because again, you have been out there saying you don't want Donald Trump to be the nominee. You think there are better Republicans uh, that could take the party forward. You're, you're a conservative, long-established Republican uh, in town. David Frum wrote a new article in The Atlantic. It's entitled, The Colorado Supreme Court just gave Republicans a chance to save themselves. Um, and, and Frum wrote, quote, for those Republicans, here's your chance. The Colorado court has just granted you what should be your fondest wish, a clear path to the Republican nomination for a post-Trump candidate. Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, even Ron DeSantis would all be more constitutional presidents than Donald Trump. And Haley especially would likely prove herself a more compelling candidate. What do you think of that? That doesn't justify not following the law. I mean, the rule of law uh, has to be adhered to here, and due process is fundamental. And second, the practical consequence, put principle aside, the practical consequences of this year, uh, of this rule would be chaos, where you would have, essentially, there's no standard, as you pointed out, it's sort of mushy, exactly what's an insurrection, what does engagement mean? Now, every state is going to make their own rules on this, follow, you know, set up their own uh, uh, procedures, you know, is the proof going to be beyond a reasonable doubt, is preponderance of the evidence, clear and convincing, substantial evidence. Everyone does a different thing and knocks people, and knocks uh, national candidates off ballots. Yeah. Uh, it'll be chaos. So um, one of the rulings uh, was that, it, before it got to the Colorado Supreme Court, was that Donald Trump did engage in an insurrection, but he is not actually covered in the 14th Amendment. Um, the, the trial judge in that case ruled that the, it applies to officers of the U.S., but that officers does not include the president of the United States. Do you think that was legally correct? Actually, that, that's a close question in my view, uh, but I think it's sort of uh, you know, subordinate because these other issues really dictate the result. But it's actually a close question. 